you found us. I'm so glad you did, but I'm sorry that you had to. Who are we? I'll tell you what we're not. We're not old, we're not boring, and we're not giving up. So come on into our widow circle where trauma meets humor, and we remind you that you can not only survive, but thrive. This is Every Widow Thing. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Every Widow Thing. We are excited to share so much information with you over this next season. You may have seen on our Instagram page that we have some exciting news that we were celebrating. I'm going to take it over to Kira and let her share something that I think will inspire all of us. I got engaged over the summer. Just to recap, I'm nine years out from the car accident that took my husband uh, Frank's life. I met Brendan probably a little over five years in. I had been on and off some dating websites. I had a few setups. I had a couple relationships. (laughs) Lacey's (laughs) laughing. Lacey was there for all of that. Setups never really go that well, just to be honest. But, you know, one thing that I think when you're going into this process after like losing your spouse is I had a couple of relationships with some really nice men who, you know, it was just nice to be taken out to dinner and it was nice to take a trip or sometimes they would come over and help with home projects. Yes. As you guys know. Change light bulbs. What were their names? (laughs) It was just nice to have a man around the house. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. Does that sound sexist? No, it's um, so true. What I realized, though, is that I was not falling in love. I was not in love with any of those gentlemen. And I met Brendan in a period where I was just kind of off. I was just, I guess, taking a break. Uh, Anyway, a girlfriend was like, oh, there's this new one called Hinge, and let's get you on there. And she just kind of threw up some pictures and threw me on there. And (laughs) one really funny thing about meeting Brendan, who's my fiance, I guess, it's just like a mouthful, is that he lives a little bit out of my typical kind of, I literally had like a 15 mile parameter on my apps and he's about 30 miles away. She had just thrown me on there and that parameter had kind of opened up his area, (laughs) which is he lives a little north of the city. And so, yeah, so we met online and I will say like the very first date, we definitely connected big time. We just had one of those dates which was like, wow, it was easy. It was laughing. There was just chemistry. And he had picked this place, this really funny place. Is this too much detail? No, no. Anyway, he had picked this place I'd never heard of that was sort of between where I lived and where he lived. And I was joking about it with my girlfriends that morning at our workout. And they were like, where are you meeting this guy? And um, (laughs) suburbia. It was called the Brutorium, and they were all like, what the hell is that? <laughs> but it? uh, it's, a, it's, it's like a, a brewery. Brewery, yeah. yeah. And anyway, we were giggling about that, and then we were calling him. I used to nickname most of the men I dated something like where they were from or um, in my phone. Here's another good tip, widows. I would always put the contact in as a female name. 
So he was Brenda in my phone. <laughs> so um, was that for your kids? Like, yeah, so because somebody, my kids were young enough that they would yeah. be picking up the phone and be like, who's Maria? And it was really Mark or whatever. So um, is he still Brenda in your phone? He is not still Brenda, but all the other people <laughs> I dated are still in their I would female forget. I would have iteration. a hard time keeping... Um, I wouldn't be able to remember. So but I there's mean, we, so we've all had young kids who are just the phone. They're it's in the kitchen, or they're picking it up to mm-hmm. look at the phone, and you yeah. don't want. Anyway, that was one of my strategies that you're welcome to borrow. So anyway, yeah, closed down the place. You know, it's a Wednesday night. They actually started playing closing time. <laughs> On the patio. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's, so funny. That's pretty funny. That's your song. And that needs to be I your song. And the next day, I was like, I think closing time. When you're late, when you're coming down the aisle at, at the very closing end, just closing time. time. That was the November before the pandemic. So we were kind of just getting serious. And then the pandemic hit. I'm going to okay. drink my champagne. Well, can yeah, we cheers? cheers. Oh, yeah, cheers. Let's drink. Cheers. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like, this is too long-winded. Cheers. No, it isn't. No, I want to hear it all. I was just getting to know you. They don't. I, but they don't. audience doesn't know. Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. fun to listen. All the it was only stuff. after you came and had coffee with me in my backyard that I really got, I was like, this is, yeah. this is it. Yeah. And so I will time, say Lacey was with me for a lot of the, some of the other <laughs> men I dated. She had met. <laughs> Two that I remember. <laughs> she was like, they're pretty they nice. To my house. <laughs> but they're not, that's not. That's not going to But Brendan's the one. He's awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So the pandemic hit and it was make or break, right? He ended up moving, kind of moving in. Him and his daughter kind of moved in with me initially because his daughter was back and forth. His ex-wife was still working in healthcare, in a healthcare capacity. Mm -hmm. And we were just worried about that. So I'm just sort of like a home, bring everyone here. I'll be cooking and shopping and when was going the trip? In. Wasn't there a trip to Spain or something? Yes, we went oh, to wow. Barcelona the Christmas before, the New Year's before. So 2020, he came to Barcelona with me and my kids and another family. So I remember it being kind of early on. I thought, wow, that is brave. Yeah. But so, you knew already. You kind of knew. Well, a he lot was of people like gonna... thought that was a dicey move. I guess I was like, come on, let's get us. When did you tell them that you'd met someone? And did you say you think it's going to clearly before be New serious? Year. Yeah. So I would like right around Christmas. Um, so you met in November. Early. And Christmas, you're yeah. telling your kids. When you lay it out like that, it sounds... No, but that happens all the time. <laughs> it sounds People, a little bit nasty. You know. you, well, Oliver I mean, and I met married in three... I mean, met married in eight months, but yeah. engaged in three. I think you know when you know. I was yeah. just curious I how mean, you handled the kids. I well, I want to say also at this point, my kids were um, you were dating. So they were like 10, 15, and 17. You know, they were older. They weren't as little. I felt like they would be on board with meeting somebody because right. at this point I had pretty much kept most of my dating from them. Um, it had been like what I mean six years at least. It's been five over five years. Yeah. Since yeah but still so, I mean my kids were older and I even now I keep that stuff pretty close and I'm I think you go with your gut. Like sure. you know your kids. You know yourself. You but know. did you sit down with – like, how did that – I'm just curious. How did that work? Like, do you have a sit down with everyone? Is there a go, reason so I've you're met so someone? interested in No. Well, I'm just interested Whitney? in – I'm just – no. I'm how to introduce the boyfriend to the children? <laughs> I was just curious Yeah, for the listeners. So, you know. we kept the relationship separate, but it was getting – I would say it went – it moved quickly and quickly became – Pretty intense. And then I 
had already planned this trip to Barcelona for me and the kids for after Christmas. Um, after the accident, I kind of started doing more of, um, you know, the sitting around the tree and the Christmas was difficult for me. So I started doing more planning like of trips around the holidays. And it was a time that we were all together. The kids were off school. So I had already planned this trip with another family um, to go to Spain. I don't know. Like, I probably had like one or two, one too many cocktails one night and was like, hey, like, do you want to come? I knew he didn't have his daughter that that at that time. And I was like, hey, do you want to come on this trip w with me and my kids to Barcelona? I already had the apartment. So he just showed up on the flight and no. you're like, hey, he's coming <laughs> no. along. So then when he decided, yes. Whitney likes the detail. Yeah. Then the, when he the said, yes, I would like detail. to join, I said, oh, gosh, we better introduce you to <laughs> right. my family. I, I had a friend that pretended that brought her boyfriend along on a trip to Iceland and her kids were there and she didn't mention anything. And then she pretended like they had befriended each other on the flight. Oh, that's <laughs> gosh, that that his room hysterical. had gotten like <laughs> mixed up that's and he elaborate. didn't have anywhere to stay. Oh, so then she no was like, way. oh, well, you we have an extra room. You can stay that's with funny. us. Did they end up together? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I had him over for dinner and... Everybody sat everybody down, and I said, you know, this is someone I'm dating. And then I think they met him a couple more times, and then I think I said, oh, and by the way, I think he's going <laughs> he's to come. He's going to Spain. <laughs> and what, was, what worked about that is we were already going with another family that we're really close with. So there were other people. It wasn't just yeah, like it wasn't just you, us. your family, and Brendan. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And Brendan's such an easygoing guy. I would imagine he knows how to kind of – adapt to whatever's going on in the room. He seems like that type of person yeah. to me. Mm -hmm. The times I've been around him, he does. He does. He's not overbearing. He's not Joe Salesman. But you can so. be the greatest person in the world, and the kids will have resentment or, you know, a loyalty that that puts up a wall, too, you know? It I guess I'm taking it from, like, my son. He, he wants me to have that. So I assume, like, your kids— yeah. Maybe it's different than divorce. I think divorce, maybe it's more contentious oh, I think that if way. they're still alive, then yeah. But when they're dead and they've been dead different. as long as your husband had been dead, I think that it, they want you to be happy. They yeah. want their mother, they don't want the pressure of having to make sure their mom's happy. Yeah. So they, when they leave the nest, I'm sure for Thomas and your daughter, I think they probably are thinking, great, she's got somebody. I don't have to worry about her. Yeah. So All there's right, that. All right, let's get to the juicy know. details. So, yeah, so juicy details. Forward. So fast forward, we've been together almost four years, mm -hmm. and we had talked about getting married someday, but we just hadn't really sat down and hammered it out. So fast forward to this summer, he wanted to plan a trip for just the two of us, which is really sweet. And, and you um, were not going to go on it. I yeah, there was. Like two I remember at the pizza place, you were like, "I don't, yeah. I don't think I'm going to go. I Maybe I shouldn't go." I had a lot going on with the <laughs> another kids. girl could have gotten your ring, and I know. And I, I mean... was like, he he insisted, <laughs> and obviously, you know, I was excited to go, but I just in that moment, I was feeling overwhelmed. Your plate was full, and you oh, thought, right. "How can I leave town?" Exactly, That's understandable. He planned the trip to Maui, which we'll get to in a minute, uh, because it was right before the fire. We'd looked at rings on one trip in New York, but I was like, well, I don't really know. What do you want second time around? You don't really think about it. That I, is a hard thing. I, I don't know. I just, that was my problem. I was like, gosh, I don't even know what that would look like. But then on his insistence, he was just like, just send me some ideas. 
So I sent him one ring that I thought I had seen online that I thought was really pretty a couple months ago. And that was it. So anyway, we get to Maui and we're like two, three days in. We're sitting around the pool. I have a couple Mai Tais in me and (laughs) I just kind of brought up, where are we with things? And, you know, what's our plan? (laughs) And how come you never want to talk about it? And remember that time when you said you would never get married again? (laughs) I mean, I was just doing all the things when you kind of pick a fight, I guess, is sort of what I was doing. (laughs) Kind of bad. My ties will do that. I think I was just getting a little frustrated in the relationship. Like, well, what? What's going to happen next? And, you know, I was giving him a hard time about how he never, whenever it came up, I felt like it was me bringing it up, you know, like what would the future look like? And I don't want to say never because he would engage in those conversations, but I I felt like it was always. The Mai Tais were telling you. The Mai Tais said, (laughs) uh, it's his fault. (laughs) So um, we have this fight, which I think carries on back to the suite. And then we were getting ready for dinner or something. And he just kind of, at one point, he just kind of took me by the shoulders and was like, can we just we just have a good time? <laughs> right. And again, I didn't, again, I still didn't think. So the next day we, or might have even been that night, we were supposed to drive up to the top of Haleakala, which is the volcano there. And we were going up for sunset. And uh, we drive about an hour from the resort. And then we get to the entrance of the national park, which is at the base of the volcano. And the park ranger is like, well, it's full up there. There's no parking. You won't be able to park. And uh. we're like, oh, no. So we start driving. And it's just, I don't know if you've who's been to the top. You've been it's to the top. It's a nightmare, scary drive. Um, it is. It's a twisty drive. So I'm sitting very quietly so that he can focus on the road. And I'm just sort of looking out. And it's just, it's beautiful, though. It's an incredible experience. You start in this kind of foggy, low bit. And then you start to get above the clouds and you feel like you're in an airplane. I mean, and I'm just kind of looking out the window and I'm taking some pictures and I'm letting him focus. But I think I was telling you guys that I had this feeling looking out over the clouds and then you know how sometimes there's light that mm-hmm. kind of comes through. And I sort of have this thing whenever the light comes through, maybe this sounds cheesy or very like- It doesn't. Predictable. Dude, you know I'm it eating it up. feels like, Frank, it feels like heaven. It feels like maybe Frank is peeking through the clouds. Yes. Stream of light is Um, So on the way up, I kind of had that like feeling that he was there, I guess. With you. I'm going to get upset. So we get to the top and and Brendan's in logistics mode. He's like white knuckling. He's like, like, we have to get there. There's a first parking lot and then there's one at the top. And he we get to the first parking lot and he's like, there's a spot. It's like (laughs) into the spot. And we throw on like our jackets and our hats. And because we have to do like a 10 or 15 minute hike to the top, we get up there and we're high fiving because we got the parking spot. Right. And um, all these people are sitting on the ledge. And so I kind of walk over and I see this little rock and I kind of sit down. And he just keeps walking. Like he's, I'm like, babe, you know, this is a good spot. And he just keeps going. And I'm like, okay. So I'm following him and he keeps going and going. He had a plan. And he gets all the way to where there's just no people. So we're just at the end of the crowd. And he sits down and I'm like, are you good? Like, is this going to work for you? (laughs) 
And I'm kind of annoyed because I'm, you know, I want to get in position and get ready for the sunset. I'm sitting with my phone out and he's sitting and he starts this kind of speech, I guess. He's like, and, you know, ever since I've met you and like, you know, that's really, and all of a sudden I just like look at him and I'm like, what are you talking about right now? Like, it's about to go down. And did he yes. get down on one so day? So he, I oh look at him and then I can see like he's getting emotional and there's like, and I'm like, oh my God. And he gets down on one knee and I'm kind of in shock. And then he pulls out the ring and it's the ring that I had sent that I was like, I really like this ring. Aww. He didn't ask like, will you marry me? He said, you know, would you make me the happiest man in the world and be my Aww. wife? He busts out the ring and I put the ring on and I'm like sort of shaky and it's a little cold and the ring is a little oversized. And so I'm in my mind, I'm panicking that the ring is going to go like tumbling down the volcano and I'm trying to like, keep the ring on and kiss him and hold the <laughs> so sweet. Just You're trip. thinking about it tumbling down the. I, of course. I, like, I cannot let go, go of the your ring. I, well, yeah. I think all of us kind of maybe have that kind of tragedy moment. Like it, I always have that about everything. Yeah. Like everything, I always think, oh, that could happen. Anyway, it was so sweet, and we just kind of kissed and hugged and. Aww. Watched the sunset. Aww. As a widow, it's Here like you, you don't know if this is ever going to happen to you again. You don't know if you're ever going to find. That's, for, as, that's why I said you're giving a lot of people that kind a of lot of hope again. that there and is love a second time around. We all know it's different, but that's okay. And everybody was super excited. So exciting. So I know. Exciting. Yeah, I guess there wasn't anybody that was like, oh, terrible idea. <laughs> but we got back and sadly, Maui had this horrible fire happen literally a week after we were there. And so then we were like, well, it's not really appropriate to post. Like, look, we just got engaged in Maui. I have donated. Please donate. There's lots of good causes. I ended up just really quickly doing baby to baby um, in the very beginning because they were looking for supplies for kids. But yeah, I'm excited for this new chapter. It is a very hopeful place to be in my life right now. Initially... I really wanted to fill that hole for the kids. Like my kids were little and I was like, I got to find a father figure for these kids. And so initially it was almost like a mission to find someone for them. And then as I got further along in the dating process, I realized, you know, this there's just not a quick fix for a great love. I mean, you just have to be patient and wait. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. And I feel so fortunate that now I've had two. But I definitely got to a point as my kids got older and as I had sort of muscled through the single mom, you know, journey that I felt like we're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. This doesn't have to look like the family that you, you know, that family unit that you've lost that you want to recreate so badly. I really had gotten to that point when I met him. And that was a really good place for me to be. Because- well, I think that's a great lesson for everyone. It's something that I really believe when you let go and you are just trying to live in the present moment and create the best life for yourself, 
then more is brought in and it's icing on the cake. You're already creating a happy place. So you're fine with whatever happens next. And you don't want to settle. None of us are going to settle. That's not going to happen because we had great loves and that set the bar really high. And we're not looking to replicate what we had, but it sets the bar pretty high. You want a a guy that you feel like can be for the long haul and someone that's, uh, I know for me, I would rather wait. Yeah. It's worth the wait. It's it sure to me. I, I have plenty of friends to play with, and I know you guys do too. It's better that, and then just also fill up your own life. Fill up your own life. Make it good. Like mm-hmm. it, there are hard things that are going to continue to happen. Like there are hard things going on in my life, and I'm sure you too. You know, my mother's not well, and my son's. I'm going to be an empty nester. But I decided I'm going to embrace. Even on those hard days, I'm going to embrace. I'm healthy. I have the ability to travel, and I'm going to focus on that. And then I think that's when amazing things happen. We can't promise that people are going to meet another person. No, you have to people get to a say point that, where you don't need, you're not worrying about that. I'm right. going to live my life and have a great life. And I do have some people in my life that have no interest in finding, quote, that person. Like, we like our life the way it is. Right. And yeah. I think it's important to embrace that as you go through your life, just to, you know, and then you'll you'll have love. It may not be that kind of love. It just may be love yeah. with people and friends. And so I kind of feel like that's the goal. Is I to... think that, you know, it, w- it was helpful for me to take that pressure off early on. I took that pressure off myself. I was trying to fill that that need for my kids. Yeah. And that's not a good way to approach a new relationship, you know, like too much pressure. take the pressure off yourself to find that person just dig into what your family looks like in the moment. And that's kind of, it was me and my kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we formed a really nice bond through that. And then Brendan coming along is just kind of the icing on the cake. Totally. My dad always said this because he was really raised mostly by his mother. He said, if you have one advocate in your life, you've got something major. And all of us have been there for our children, 150%. They've got us. So if we don't find that, quote, extra person. Like mine's too old now. I mean, if he has a stepdad now, it's kind of silly. He's 18. He doesn't care. And he didn't care back then. It takes the pressure off when you're dating to find someone for you, yeah. not trying to find someone for, you know, my six-year-old. And think about those years beyond. Now that I've launched two and I'm down to one kid, I've got all this time without the kids and who That's right. I, you know, I'm looking for someone that I can have a good time with. And he and I, we both like to travel. We both like the same kind of music. We both, you know, and you're fairly in the social. same boat as far as the age of your kids. You're yep. going to, you're going to be, yeah. I mean, I hate to say free, but you know, you'll be empty nesters at the same time. It's, not, yeah. it's something to think about. Like, this is my rule. I'm not dating anybody. Nobody that has kids at home for me. Because mine's gone. I'm finally after 12 so years of raising. So you won't date anyone with with kids still at home, is that unless they saying? are like at the tail end of like senior year or something like. Never say something. never. Well, maybe not because that is really no funny. Toddlers, no toddlers. <laughs> no, you never know. Toddlers. Keep thinking. Well, 12 years. I would not do that yeah. again. Of doing that by yourself. To you. last yeah, congratulations. So congrats. Yay. So cute. Thank you. We want everyone to feel inspired by Kira's story. Your life is not over. Bye. 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 Bye.